1: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all
0: go to the few. Welcome to the Movie Play Podcast. Presented by RMJ Media.
1: Welcome back to the Movie Pit Podcast. Episode 20, can you believe it? This is your host Ryan. Joined as always, Seth. Howdy y'all. And back for the unprecedented three-peat Roxy.
0: What's up?
1: So today, again, we're continuing down the somber January. Um, Today we're here to talk about Darren Aronofsky's 2000s. Requiem for a Dream. But before we get into that, what have we been watching? What do we want to see? What don't we want to see? Uh, I got a
2: list again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, luckily, this was a list that was given to me by you and and Scott while we were at work. Um, and yeah, here we go. Uh, Nightbreed, which was fucking awesome. Great I like fucking movie. Costumes and shit in that. I feel like we're well done for considering like what they had to work with. <coughs> oh, um, yeah. I would definitely recommend that one. I want to watch that one for sure again. Um, and i'd just be
1: curious of which cut you watch there's yeah. so like there's the director's cut the cabal cut oh shit the theatrical cut like there's so many it's kind of like
2: blade runner check our plex whichever the one yeah, is is the first um i know it was i grabbed that one um yeah that was bad the whole story was great yeah. and everything yeah the characters were badass i just love
1: the bizarre like the like Creatures are just so crazy
2: fucking looking, they were and all gotta, unique, and there was a only gang of come them. Come from the mind of fucking Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta see more of his. Shit. I can't, uh, I can't think what else have I seen that he did. Did you see uh, he wrote Candyman? I never saw, I mean, I saw Candyman when I was a little kid, but I cl- you know, it was scary yeah, to me. I'll make you just a list of Clive Barker shit to check out. All right, so I um, I watched Books of Blood, like that one, that was creepy, yep. enjoyable. Right. Uh, Violent Night. That was fucking beautiful. I, you finally watched it? So I love the fact that they legitimately try to make it like a wholesome Christmas film. You know, it's got the, the sound effects and the hokey. And, like, he's trying to be, like, genuinely good, like Santa. Yeah. And then it's all just amazingly <laughs> it turns brutal. into fucking Die Hard. Yes. Then when you had the
1: little girl, it's like a... And you throw Home Alone in there, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was... And just... It was... It was exactly the Christmas film that we like—the current, like relatable, like normal family story, but it kind of <laughs> turns and bad.
1: I'm not going to ruin the movie for people who haven't seen it, but you'll understand. That. I'm going to ruin the opening. Just the fact that when he's flying away, he leans over the side of his sled and
2: pukes on the bartender. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Let's see here. Um, uh, Chopping Mall. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so when I was thinking Chopping Mall, the first thing that popped in my head was like, oh, a slasher film in a a mall. Like this dude's going to run around and kill people. It's not what you think it is. Fucking robots. And I was super into it. I loved it. The shitty 80s, you know, just way more over the top. Like just fucking, it was great. And more
1: linear uh, Quigley titties. Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, that was enjoyable. Um, Sleepaway Camp. Oh, you did! You <laughs> oh my God! What do you think of the ending oh, of that, what? dude? <laughs> and I love how like they just owned it. How they just owned like the 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 face at the very end, just like like it just kind of did that shaking. <laughs> well, yeah, out because like, they had the...
1: to put they had it's a mask, yeah. <laughs> so of course it was a static fucking <laughs> yeah. expression.
2: Um, so that one is it's strange. It's you know it's it's one of a kind, kind of weird thing. We uh, will have to throw. Uh, the four Sleepaway Camp movies. In oh, my sometime. God. Okay. So there's four tight. Um, uh, yeah. So I watched and I found out later on that it's the older one or the newer one. But I watched I Spit on Your Grave.
1: The new one is still good. Yeah.
2: The I, new I, one is still good. I liked it. Um, it was it, – I don't know. It had great evolution. You yeah. Know what I mean, I, just the, the – you know, the, the events happen and then it just turns and you're just like bitching. Like,
1: See and, what – did you read the synopsis before watching it? Uh,
2: no. Did you know what the movie was about going into it? No, not at all, bro. So mm. you... I knew what,
1: like, when I, when I went to see it in theaters, because I had seen the original, so I knew what to expect. That's a hard movie to go into with when you have no idea what the hell's going on.
2: Yeah. And I kind of, I mean, looking at this list, I knew pretty much none of these... You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, some of them, I mean, because we had talked about some of them. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I watched the original Notes Nosferatu. Um, that's, that was, a,
1: that's a good one.
2: Yeah, I love the score. I love just how their depiction of, uh, you know, uh, Dracula, Dracula. Yeah, Children of the Corn, the original, um, the original Friday the 13th. I watched that shit on Friday the 13th. Uh, the Void, which I fucking loved. That's a good one. Um, the Purge. And then Last House on the Left. And I watched... That's, that's what I've been watching. And yeah. they were all... I, out of all of them, though, if I'm going to be honest, uh, The Void was number one. Um, well, it's hard because Nosferatu was tight. But, like, it's in funness for me, it was The Void was super tight. And then um, Chopping Mall would be, like, my close second. And I actually... I like the purge. I want it to be more, though. I want more fucking purging. There is more purge. Yeah, I know, um, but that's that's what that first one left me feeling like. The second movie is yeah. going to. You guys seen? Have you seen the purge, Roxy?
0: I'm pretty sure B has like almost all of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure. Once you get to the...
1: the second one, I think you're going to get what you were looking for from this one. When you get to see what's happening on the streets, right? That's it, what. It's
2: good. That's what you want to see, you know. I
0: don't think I've ever watched them. Okay. I mean I would watch them because they're not like I wouldn't think they're like scary, more like gory, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just gruesome killing. Yeah, Yeah. right. So And
1: like two through whatever number they're up to now, I think it's like five or six. That was my guess. Um those I call purge movies. Okay. The first purge is a home invasion movie. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. It's literally what it is. It's just a home invasion movie. Mm -hmm. Now, from your list, I would have to say, this is just where my mind goes, my top on those lists. And I'm top on that list is going to be Violent Night. But that's in a completely different category from Mm -hmm. everything else on there. Yeah, it was random. So I spit on your grave in the last house. Yeah.
2: Um, And you said you started watching Hills Have Eyes, right? I got into 10 minutes worth, and then I had to go do something. Um, you'll enjoy it yeah. when you finish it. And it was it was a good fucking it was a it was a good joyride of just random ass shit. Like the first half of the chunk you guys gave me, and then the other ones I just kind of started like random picking. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was a blast. That's oh my god! I want to. I, I have I had time to do this, so I'm gonna do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I've been watching the same old same old, yeah. um, all the movies that. We talked about last week that I got. I have time to watch those, so I'll most likely be watching those. There you go. Hell yeah. There you go. Soon, so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to
1: think what I watched this week. Started watching Sons of Anarchy again. I watched that show way too fucking much, but have you, did I've you never know? seen it. It is a great fucking show.
0: No, but when my mom and my grandma were watching it. They were all about it. Like, it was crazy. That's all they talked about. <laughs> yeah? Yeah.
1: Huh.
2: Good story then and shit. My
1: biggest issue with Sons of Anarchy is it made made people who have n- no idea what MC culture is like... Think they know all about it? Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that's kind of the vibe I was getting from it too. And I was like, "Dude, I don't know anything about it." And I can tell that right. you're just it learning is, from
1: TV. It is very fucking accurate.
2: Yeah, it's, but it's also dramatized, right? Because it's yes. fucking
1: TV. Yes. And like, there was oh shit, where, where was this? California? Some dude got his ass fucking beat. Ah. Uh. By what? Got a fucking leather vest, a cut. Had the Sons of Anarchy patches that he ordered off Amazon, oh. sewed that shit on. You you do not want to be wearing a three patch if you are not a three patch. Yeah, a surefire way of getting your ass kicked. There's by. rules that we don't know about.
0: <laughs> okay, it's like at my school, right, with all the blazing cribs. Yep,
2: pretty kind of, kind of, yeah.
0: How they would get their butts whooped. Yep. Yeah. If
2: uh they were representing and they weren't authorized to represent. Yeah. You know, in Gilbert, it's rough. Well, hell like it's hard in the so suburbs. Stupid. Do you know where Main Street Billiards is? Uh yeah. <laughs> From what if, I remember.
1: Let's say if you and I were going down there before going in, you bet your ass I'd be taking this hat off.
2: Yeah. By the train station, right? That's what you're talking about, yep. right there? Yeah. The Philippies and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um Huh. I never thought about it. I never had a problem there. I'm just a little neutral brown person. You can't wear colors. Uh,
1: hmm. Like if you can't wear red ha- red hats, bandanas, blue hats, bandanas. I mean, they're just
2: right there on the fucking cusp of kind of the shittier part of town. Yeah. Old Town Mesa, you know, it's fucking, it is what it is. Get in the ghetto. <laughs> yeah. Back to the ghetto, you go. <laughs> This is a nice house. I didn't expect you to answer the door, but this is a nice house. <laughs> you know, I got a bus to bust a 187 off of my ass. Are you ass, one of those <laughs> uh, basketball players? Yeah. Rappers? Are you or? an entertainer? Yeah, I work for the, yeah, I work for the <laughs> Cucamon Crack Killers. You want tickets? Um, he's coming to town. Oh, no shit? Rapp report. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: That'd be a cool show to see in the one you mentioned, Polly Shore. I would love to see Polly Shore. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's he's changed, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched for the first time in years. Went back and watched the original Universal Frankenstein movies, all of them. Okay. Yeah. Do they hold up? Oh, but they're still fucking great movies. Yeah,
2: like, you can't beat them. When When was that shit made? Shit, early '30s. Yeah, that's what black. Uh, so no dialogue. Oh, there was dialogue. Okay. Um, like Dracula.
1: Frankenstein, Wolf. Creature Man, from the black, Laguna. Creature from the,
2: Creature was made a little bit later. I want to say like mid forties. Yeah. I've seen that one. The black and white one and shit. Yeah. 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 Um, but all the universal monster
1: movies are great fucking watches. Um, finished leverage again. Uh, nice. <laughs> I don't know. And I'll restart that. Um, started digging up that show you were talking about how to catch a smuggler. Nice. It is interesting. It <laughs> is, isn't it? It is interesting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, and it's crazy. Like, the farther you get in, the more fentanyl you see that comes in. Oh, and it's the, like, we, oh, no, that sucks. Yeah.
2: Also known as blues on the streets, y'all.
0: Yeah. Uh. Honestly, I think I've only seen it twice in perks mm. form. Perk yeah. Form. Other than that, I think it's just powder form or liquid form from there
2: on. Fucking yeah, a lot of kids. people fucking I've seen a lot of- snort, inject. I've my buddy Bobby found a vape pen like you would like vape like weed out of, and it was just full of like little blue pills like. And so the guy was vaping, fucking uh. fentanyl f- with a pen.
0: Oh my god, that's yeah. awful.
2: Uh, that's a good way to kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't do it or anything like that. He just found it. And he showed like he showed it to me, and I was like, dude, I was like Bobby, that's disgusting. Throw that shit away. Yeah, he did, but he just like wanted to show me. I was like, "Who the fuck would have thought of that?" Right, you know. Um, pretty
1: there hasn't been anything else I've really watched. I haven't had a lot of, a t- lot of time this week to watch it.
2: <laughs> yeah, working's been kind of taking your days. Uh, yeah, eh. work is work. Hey, man, it's it pays the bills. Uh, speaking of TV shows, I just started watching um, Alice in Wonderland. Um, Alice in Borderland. Alice in Borderland. My bad. I fucked that up. That was cute. Um, and it's fucking great. The story is amazing and like the twists and like all the games and whatnot are very enjoyable. Um, my boy Kyle just finished it and he wants me to finish it. So Kyle, if you're listening, I'm I'm trying, man. I'm trying. You just heard that list I'm working on, you know. I, I had priorities homie.
1: The one I am gonna do this week, because I actually only watched like two episodes of it. Is I need to finish Squid Games.
2: Oh yeah, dude. That's a great one.
1: I always meant to get back
2: to it, but <laughs> something else always <clears throat> grabs my interest or some shit yeah that was fun and I, honestly no,
0: i never watched it
2: alice in borderland reminds me of it because it's a okay. game okay mm-hmm. squid games was but you i mean it was a rage like right people talked about it at school and shit yeah mm,
0: not at school i guess but like on social media but mm. I, I was gonna say it was it.
2: insane how popular yeah. that shit fast was. and then gone fast and gone yeah but they're making more i understand
1: they're supposed to yeah yeah but that was also released over a year ago and we haven't seen a second season
2: yeah but dude you know what it's that dramatic pause (laughs) yeah Uh, but then again i know that uh netflix really only pays their people one time and even if like additional content comes out i don't think that that's like nearly as. because ryan was telling me some shit about how it's it's they don't give a fuck like how many times it gets streamed like there's no royalties it's like you get one chunk
1: yeah it's a really oh weird... Ryan my
2: cousin by the way not you yeah <laughs> it's
1: a really weird way that they pay the f- actors film studios how the they make their money back yeah <clears throat> that is the the negative side to sh- the streaming platform
2: mm-hmm.
1: um <clears throat> the show I'm looking forward to and I don't think they've dropped the release date yet, though, is the final fifth and final season of Stranger Things. Okay, I haven't watched the last one. I, the last season is fucking amazing. Yeah, that's what I already said. That's why it was the number one stream.
0: I think I only got to season two.
1: Definitely I, push through three to get th- to four.
0: I think season What the last episode is with I don't even know the Russian dude, right? There's, like, all of them in, like, the lab. It was a long, what? so long ago.
2: What? I was drinking when we were watching that, what? I don't remember. Do you remember if somebody... What exactly happens? What happens to Eleven in that shit?
0: I want to say we were like about to move out of our old house. I feel like that's so true. So I, that was a mid, that was 8th grade.
2: Yeah, it was a while ago. Was,
0: ooh, so that was five well. years ago. So whenever that season would have came out, I guess that uh, would have Season one,
2: one or two, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed what I watched for the Somebody most Somebody
0: left. Like, They all had to say goodbye. I swear to God that happened, and that's why I'm just thinking that.
2: Maybe that was E. T. You're thinking of E. T. (laughs) Oh my god!
0: (laughs) But yeah, no.
1: But I do suggest uh, finishing it because like, season four is one of the best things you've ever seen. Oh, I'm. Especially on Netflix, mm-hmm. it was one of the fucking best. So, Hi.
0: I really liked the one show. It was called The Society. Yeah, <sighs> what? And they stopped. They never came out with another season. And how they left you hanging was so bad. And yeah, it,
2: was that the one. It's a school, and like there's werewolves and witches. No, and- no so no, no, no.
0: like basically they like the like town has like a weird smell and everything. Well, they were like evacuating or something like that and so they all got on the school bus all the students did and then they like there was a big storm so they came back and everybody was gone nobody was there no parents yeah and then like it like it clips over at the very last scene of a bunch of little kids sitting in a library and there's all their names just on the wall like I said, and there's gone. a teacher just reading to them and that's how it ends that's the last oh, wow. few seconds
1: the show that Netflix did that to me on and it's another show that I recommend um, they left season 3 on a cliffhanger then cancelled the fucking series um, it was Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant's Santa Clarita Diet oh
2: where she eats she becomes a zombie yes fucking great show yeah i watched some of it i didn't mind it um fuck i guess maybe i should have gave it more of a chance it gets fucking hilarious okay yeah i i just wait till you get to the talking severed head okay <laughs> um i like the uh the good place oh she, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay I like i've ted, seen
0: bits and pieces of that ted
2: danson's a god king i love him i think he's fucking rad mm. as hell And thank you for saying that.
1: It reminded me of another movie I watched this week that I had forgotten, The Good Son. Mm. Did you ever see that? No. It was Macaulay Culkin when he was at the height of his popularity when he was a kid, and he's the villain in the movie. (laughs) It was an interesting movie to see Kevin McAllister (laughs) be in.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man. I don't think I saw that one, man. Really? Yeah. With Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood? No, it was probably like ninety five, somewhere around there. Maybe I saw it. What's What's it about?
1: Literally, uh, Elijah Wood goes to live with uh, cousins for a while, and Macaulay Culkin plays his cousin, and you find out that Macaulay Culkin is a fucking like sociopath. Basically, tries to kill. Like, he's just a little psychopath.
2: Whoa, shit! Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen that. It's it's good. It's Uh, good. But that triggered me. But it it almost destroyed
1: Colkin's career because of how dark the role was. For real,
2: just because he played a dark role, let him fucking expand his horizons, right? Let him see what he can do. Yeah,
1: but he. You have to think in the mindset of viewers. This is a kid who was just fresh off Home Alone popularity, and now he's... Richie Rich,
2: right? Didn't he do that, too? Wasn't that him? That was after Good Son. Oh. Yeah. I think Richie Rich was his first film that he... um, Recovered from? Yeah. (laughs) Wow, dude. Yeah. It's that brutal, huh? You just do a dark fucking film. And the sad thing is, it's not even that brutal. People
1: just fucking lampooned him, his
2: parents, for him accepting the role Huh. His brother is badass and everything. I've seen him. And he just. Does- oh, fucking Rory? Yeah. Even Kyrian Culkin's fucking good. Uh, Ooh. Uh, I want to say I've seen a couple things. Like, ah, uh, fuck. I think it was Kyrian that was in.
1: No, it was Rory Culkin that was in The Night Listener with mm-hmm. Robin Williams. And I would know it was Kyrian that was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay,
2: so that's what I've seen Kyrian in. Yeah. And I like him. I've seen everything. Oh, he's in a, couple a great fucking actor. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're all good. Yeah. Um, well, you guys wanna
1: get into talking about this very interesting film, Requiem for a Dream? Yeah, let's yeah. uh let's do it. Let's listen to this shit and talk. Television. That's right, Mrs. Goldfarb. Television. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Look, I don't have any uh...
1: money, Mrs. Goldfarb. I'm calling to tell you you've already won. Mailin and Block discovers contestants for most of America's television shows. You've already been chosen from a long list of potential contestants, meaning you've already won. Oh, so where's the body? When I tell you you're going to jump out of the window. you a present. I, I, right? I don't need a present, just have a baby. would you let me tell you what I got here? I mean I mean I know I can't change anything that's happened, but and I want you to be happy. So I got your brand new TV set. It, it's gonna be delivered in a couple of days. It's from Macy's. Oh <laughs> to our very own Mrs. Sarah Goldfarb! Choose by Sarah! Choose by Sarah! Choose by Sarah! Oh, Sarah! Sarah. Sarah. Oh, Sarah! It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you And that is one smashing dress you have on. Yeah. This is it, Jennifer. <laughs> You're
0: big break in TV. Welcome <laughs> to Prime Time.
1: Sarah Goldfarb, a widow who lives alone in a Brighton Beach apartment, spends her time watching television. Her son Harry is a heroin addict along with his friend Tyrone and girlfriend Marion. The three deal heroin in a bid to realize their dreams. Harry and Mary... Harry... Harry and Marion plan to open a clothing store for Marion's designs while Tyrone seeks an escape from the ghetto and the approval of his mother. When Sarah receives a phone call that she has been invited to her favorite game show, she begins a restrictive crash diet in an attempt to fit into a red dress that she wore at her son Harry's graduation. At the advice of her friend Ray, Sarah visits a physician who prescribes her amphetamines to control her diet. She begins losing weight rapidly and is excited by how much energy she has. When Harry recognizes the signs of her drug abuse and implores her to stop taking the amphetamines immediately. Sarah insists that the chance to appear on television and the increased admiration from her friends, Ada and Ray, are her remaining reasons to live. As time passes, Sarah becomes frantic, waiting for the invitation, and increases her dosage which causes her to develop amphetamine psychosis. Tyrone is caught in a shootout between drug traffickers and a Sicilian mafia and is arrested despite of his innocence. Harry has to use most of their saved money to post his bail. As a result of the gang war- warfare, the local supply of heroin becomes restricted and they are unable to find anything to buy. Eventually, Tyrone hears of a large shipment coming to New York from Florida, but the price has doubled and the minimum purchase risk is high. Harry encourages Marion to engage in sex work, particularly with her psychiatrist, Arnold, as a, a client. This request, along with her mounting withdrawal symptoms, strains their relationship. Sarah's increased dosage of amphetamines distorts her sense of reality and she begins to hallucinate that she is mocked by the host and crowd from the TV show and attacked by her refrigerator. Sarah flees her apartment and goes to the casting agency office in Manhattan to confirm that she will be on television. Sarah's disturbed state causes her to be admitted to a psychiatric ward where she fails to respond to various medications. She undergoes electroconvulsive therapy instead after the heroin shipment descends into a melee Harry and Tyrone travel to Miami to buy heroin directly from the wholesaler Harry's arm has become gangrenous from heroin use so the two stop at a hospital the doctor realizes that Harry is a drug addict and calls the police resulting in Harry and Tyrone being arrested Back in New York City, a desperate Marion begins to work for a pimp Big Tim and is sexually assaulted by a large group. Sarah's treatment leaves her in a dissociated, catatonic, near-vegetable state to the horror of her friends, Ada and Ray, who weep and try to comfort each other on a park bench outside the hospital. Harry's arm is amputated above the elbow and he breaks down in tears after he realizes Marion will not visit him. Tyrone is subjected to grueling labor and psychological abuse from a racist prison guards, all while experiencing a painful heroin withdrawal. Marion returns home and lies on her sofa, clutching her score of heroin and surrounded by her crumpled and discarded clothing designs. Each of the four characters curl into a fetal position. Sarah imagines herself at the beautiful game show winner with Harry, married and successful, Arriving as a guest, Sarah and Harry lovingly embrace as credits roll. So, I'll let you guys start on this one. I got many things to say on it. Let me go
2: first. Yeah, all right. So, uh, I haven't seen this movie in probably, I want to say at least five years, if not more, just because it's one of those films that the first time I saw it, uh, the state of mind that I was in was just in like kind of like a dark hell hole. Um, and it just fucked with me like bad, like just yeah. fucked with me. I, I remember just getting like like borderline choked up just because like I, I felt so many of the things that were going on. Um, but now all these years later, uh, going back and seeing it, this is what I saw. It was, it had Guy Ritchie influence in it or oh, that's yeah, where I, I, I saw the cuts yeah. and the fucking... And then I also saw Joker in it a lot too the hallucinations and yeah. the fucking the visions of like, oh, I'm on this TV show and even how they filmed that part was very mm-hmm. jokery. And even when she's got the lipstick and shit all fucked up and her hair's all bonkers um, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just, uh, Mary hands down stole the film. Her fucking character, in my opinion, I feel like because yeah. she had the most dialogue too, I think. And she had <clears throat> some of the harder dialogue and the most emotional fucking like insane hell ride. Um, but also going, looking at it from a perspective differently as before is this to me was a perfect depiction of paralleling, um, pharmaceutical drug use, street drug use. And then like being a chick who also does drugs and like how she, you know, it was to me just at Brawley's like, oh, it's safe to take drugs, you know, that you get from your doctor. yeah They have no harmful side effects. You know, street drugs, you know, we all know that they're real and shit, but these are real. Just kind of like we've been doing with our last couple of films. Very real depictions of shit that happens <laughs> um, that I think, you know. We've, uh, yeah. And just like the other ones, it's almost too real
1: depictions. Oh, yeah, man. Very too yeah. real. Um, it's like
2: you were saying with Ma- Marion. Not Marion. Mary. I was talking about the mom. Isn't that Mary? Oh, that no, that's Sarah. Sarah. Fuck, that's I'm Sarah. sorry. No, Sarah to okay. me, took the fucking film. Oh, Sarah! I don't,
1: and Sarah. I'll talk more on that. Um, have, well, I'll talk about it now. <laughs> um, have either of you seen the original Exorcist? No, I got to put that on my list. So the actress that plays Sarah is Ellen Bernston. She plays Linda Blair's mom in the original Exorcist. Okay, and where I agree with you that. And the world fucking agrees with you that she stole the show in this. This was Darren Aronofsky's second film he ever made. And
2: Pi was the first? Pi was the first. Okay.
1: His second... I think they should have given him a nod because the direction in this movie is fucking phenomenal. Yes. But Ellen Burstyn was actually nominated for an Academy Award for her performance in this movie. Fuck yeah.
0: That's awesome.
1: She earned it. I man. wish she would have won, but unfortunately, she was going up against Julia Roberts, who was in Aaron Brockovich that year. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, but I think this was Come actually. Come on. I think this was a better fucking performance. Yeah. A dude. much better performance. She did
0: awesome.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> what'd you think about Jared Leto? Man. Accent fucking sucked, dude. The fucking Brooklyn accent. That wasn't even Brooklyn. Oh, dude, all he was trying to
1: be fucking Brooklyn.
2: I don't know. All those little Jewish ladies were killing it. The little Jewish fucking New York Brooklyn ladies. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I to me, it felt like all their accents were natural. His was just like he, yeah. I out of all the shit that I've seen him in, which isn't too much, the majority of the shit he he, there isn't like a, a stereotype. He doesn't fucking. He was decent he, back in my so-called life days. Yeah. Again, the only little clips that I love him in the most is his fucking art of war when he's a co-kid mm. and he makes Ukraine and, and that should I don't know that scene and I honestly everybody's gonna hate me for this but because I love Joker so much and every rendition of Joker I love just because Joker's badass his was as was what it was but I I liked it and a but lot of I, people hate I, me for it but I did <clears throat> I don't hate you because it was, he was I'll like, say this
1: I hate. <clears throat> That version of the Joker, that visual of the Joker, what Jared Leto did with the character was phenomenal because he turned the Joker into a maniacal drug lord.
2: Yeah, he was. He was a gangster. Gangster, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: And he did it fucking phenomenally. I'll give him credit for that. But this, I think, was... Yeah, the last decent performance I think he gave.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then he went 30 seconds to fucking emo. Yeah. Um, so, like, I I don't have a lot of positive things to say about fucking Jared Leto. Um, the one that surprised me was Marlon Wayans. Tyrone. Yeah. Like, for him to do a role like this with all the other crap he's known for doing, like, yeah. just, just all the comedy shit. Mm-hmm
2: he definitely stretched his acting bone in this one but think about the because oh, McCullough Colgan's a child and this you know Marlon way into fucking adult because this exactly this is the complete opposite yeah. from all of that funny shit he did and then something really dark and fucked up um, and then I mean I bet then again what else has he been in since this right when I guess did it um, he made a haunted house. Yeah. And those always don't be a menace. Can Yeah. Oh, fuck of you. Don't be a menace to South Central. While drinking your
1: juice in the hood. Yeah. Um yeah, but on that note, like look at the crap that Robin Williams got when he made Insomnia on in one hour photo.
2: <sighs>
1: the One hour photo is he gives a stellar and
2: creepy fucking performance. I was working at Blockbuster when that was out on VHS. Yeah, and he I is never saw. Creepy it. Creepy in that movie. Yeah. Have you ever heard of
1: One Hour Photo? Nope. He plays. Uh, his character's name is Sai. He works like we'll say like a, maybe a Walmart, but a Walgreens. But he works in the photo department, and when he's developing photos and packaging up, he gets obsessed with one family in particular starts making copies of their photos taking them home then he starts following the family and everything goes haywire by the fucking end of it it is a psychologically fucked up movie but it is worth watching um but requiem i i like the way the movie starts off because it lets you know exactly what the movie is like it starts off with this lady's son stealing her TV to take it to a pawn shop and what, like let's say an hour and a half later, she goes to buy the TV back. And even the, like the pawn pawn shop owner opens up his little booklet and you just see the the name, how many times this has fucking happened. Yeah. So that really sets the tone of the relationship between these two characters when I honestly do think Harry loves his mom. Yes. But because of the addiction, he doesn't know how to show it and just honestly cares about getting that fix. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
0: That, mm-hmm, that scene is pretty sad. Honestly, huh? like it just shows you like right then and there, like, Oh, this is exactly how the movie is about to be. It's, it's gonna be pretty gnarly yeah. even just with this first scene and that just i love how it's just it's the split screen it already shows you how it's gonna be filmed yeah. right it's already gonna be filmed awesomely like the scene when she's going to the doctors about her like medicine and about how she doesn't feel right mm-hmm. and just the way that it's filmed and When she hears something and she looks at the camera and it looks so crazy. And I love
1: the sound editing in that scene. Mm -hmm. Like when the doctor's talking, it's like hype, like sped up. Uh, But when she's talking, it's really drastically slowed down. That,
0: That scene, like it's, it's so creepy and scary. Like. But it's so good the way that mm-hmm. they filmed it. Mm-hmm. it's like fish eyed in a way, so it makes well, it look cooler. Yeah,
1: and even like the fucking all the flash cuts that they show every time they're shooting up yeah. and shit like that.
0: Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. The
1: guy Richie is shit. Yeah, that is visual as fuck and mm-hmm. it let without showing it. It lets you know exactly what's going on without yeah. having to see it the entire movie.
2: It's uh, a pretty cool depiction of it, honestly. Just the, yeah. way it, you know, it's yeah, just it fucking just keeps sh- amping up. Mm-hmm.
1: And then once the mom gets on the fucking speed, they start throwing her taking pills into those flash cuts. It's, yes,
0: it's just crazy though, because like whenever like the her friend was like, "Oh, my daughter did it or whatever," mm-hmm. I, like, and then she asked for the doctor, but it's like. This lady, this old lady, had no idea what she was getting into, and she got herself into an addiction that she just, she doesn't even know about, right? And like how you were saying about like oh, it shows you like pharmaceutical drugs and like street drugs.
1: Mm-hmm. It
2: yeah.
0: shows that the, the street drugs are like bad, but then it shows you the like,
2: pharmaceuticals are just as fucking, just as fucking bad. Fucking yeah. bad. Hands yeah. down, right. You go to the doctor thinking you're going to lose but some weight. it
0: shows you how easy it is to get these pharmaceutical drugs. And then it's it shows weight. you how hard it is yeah. to get these. And the oh, street drugs. almost
2: as, as how obviously the doctor that was. That is a, a very good observation, yeah, it is. By it's, the way. it's like the doctors just as brutal as the drug dealers in a certain aspect. Like, yeah. They don't give a fuck. They're just here to collect their money. Yep. They just wear a white lab coat. And he doesn't Taylor. have to get the money from her because yeah. she has
1: insurance. So he's getting paid no matter exactly. what. So sure. Here, mm-hmm. just get this field. Yeah. Um, I'm not here to listen. Let me get you your fix. But going back to that very first scene, like you said, it's very foretelling. It's even more f- so foreshadowing what happens to Sarah by the end of the movie. Cause when she's locked herself in the closet away from Harry, she begins talking to her dead husband And that just progresses, progressively gets worse and worse throughout the movie as she starts losing concept of all reality. And she thinks that her husband's with her and Harry's there with her when obviously nobody's there with her on the acting front. (sighs) Might actually be fucking Jared Leto, who is the weakest actor in this movie?
2: I don't think anyone gave a bad performance. The sleazy the- fucking psychiatrist guy. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I, it, I, don't, yeah. I Arnold. don't... He no. gave the weakest performance, I think.
0: I honestly... He made me like... Well, because his act... His uh, character was a very cringy character. And he, he definitely fit that creeper cringy oh, character yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. But... Uh.
2: His lines. I'm just saying his lines didn't seem... I mean, they, they weren't many, but he just... Yeah, he
0: was there. And yeah. he was definitely... To talk about, but he—he
2: <clears throat> he almost kind of also there. looked like the doctor, the sleazy doctor too. Kind the ball. Head <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taller.
0: Yeah. And I'm As not going to
2: throw shade at fucking Darren
1: Aronofsky, but the one scene in particular was it necessary to have her fucking like show her bush, like standing there in the mirror?
2: Um, you know, it's art. <laughs> It's unnecessary. It's it's not a horror film like we've been watching, but a you know, way it, it is. So they're like not horror, just yeah, a horror. Yeah, fair. You know, for drugs. Mm-hmm.
0: The um, the part where Sarah's like going back and forth, and you hear the phone beeping. Mm-hmm. It's just like in Pie. Yes. In Pie, there's a minute. There's just like five minutes of just a telephone ringing, and it's to. To me, it's very annoying because it's very loud and it's just it's a very chaotic scene, too. Mm. Like he adds that that noise is a very annoying, chaotic noise Uh and he knows that. So he puts it into his films. Uh. And that's why, like, I realized that watching it again, Mm. Requiem, because you could hear that that beeping and that's an awful, creepy noise. You mean the
2: ticking in the very beginning of the grandma or the mom bit? When
0: she's like pacing back and forth and it's like, she's like, that's like when she's like starting to pop all the pills and Mm -hmm. she's pacing and it flips. The camera does show you the phone and the phone is off, and it's just Oh, uh, d Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and that goes on for, uh, like, a signal. minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, like, pie. Mm.
2: It, so. like,
1: I love the visuals, like, when she thinks she's getting attacked by the refrigerator. Holy <laughs> Christ. Especially, like, when it splits in half and tries to eat her. Yeah. Like, there's some shit in this movie, like, it, it is fucking just insane. Like, the first time I saw this movie, I didn't. I, I was actually speechless when I first saw it because yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I had just watched.
0: Yeah, well, dad had told me that this is a movie people said that they only watch it once. And it's like, dark, yeah, I've watched it way know? more than once. Yeah, but
2: some people who like, are regular people, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, the, regular
1: people. <laughs> uh, the normies, and normal. <laughs> yeah, the
2: normies. <laughs> I mean, to me, you guys are my normies, but you know, <laughs> there's the other normies out there that. Like yeah. mostly the normies that I've talked to that said no, that's yeah. a one time. This, this and, is gonna be a one movie, either
1: you're gonna love it or you're gonna
2: hate it. Yeah. There's no
1: middle ground. And I can respect the people that enjoy the film but say one and done. One yeah. and done. Now this isn't one I watch all the fucking time. I watch yeah, it I once every couple of years.
2: Yeah. But well it just sucks because like You know, you just, that's all real stuff. And to have to sit there and think and be like, fuck, people really do do this kind of shit, man. Because I I don't want
1: to fucking dissect this one scene by scene like we do on the other ones because there's just too much weird shit in this movie. There's a lot. But like when he starts getting that fucking gangrene infection in his arm. The shot of him shooting into (laughs) it—it's so brutal every fucking time. Yeah,
0: that
2: was. I don't know why.
0: Like that is just, but that shows you addiction, right? Like,
2: yeah, the sacrifice. Even his uh, friend saying, "Oh, don't shoot in that. Don't
1: shoot in that." He's like, "I gotta, I gotta. Otherwise, the vein's gonna blow. He has uh, to keep the vein healthy. I mean uh, (laughs) the." It's already blown. Yeah. It's,
2: it's long. So yeah, they look heinous. And they did a good job. Do you know what the budget was for this shit? Ooh. Because I feel like most of the movie was just cutting, right? I mean, they probably filmed all the scenes, I would imagine, in one, and then it was just all fucking cutting. The yeah. fridge going bonkers was probably, do you think that was practical effects? I mean, it wasn't CGI or nothing. What so on the arm? No, the fucking, uh, the fridge. Oh, that was
1: all practical. That was all done on set.
2: Um, Requiem for a Dream.
0: Where was it located? Like where? Where were? We-
2: was it, you mean like on set or was it on a? Um, like
0: in the movie, where were they? Like Brooklyn, right? They actually in the- shot in New okay. York.
2: Four point five million dollars for this movie. Wow. Okay. In two thousand. Yep. Well, because they're paying Holy for the shit. actors. Because Jared Leto, uh, the weigh in, the one chick that obviously is an Academy Award like at least nominee. That is a huge fucking jump. For his
1: second movie, he got four point five million dollars when Pie was made for sixty thousand
2: dollars. Wow, homie got some backers.
0: Well, okay, so like Pie, you'll need to watch Pie, of course. But Pie is just black and white, and yep. I, they're just in an, an apartment, basically. Yep, very and like alleyways. There's not really a lot that they would <laughs> have the to pay for. Definition of
1: indie film. Yeah, it's, it's good though.
0: It is really a lot good. Of dialogue i wouldn't say a lot of dialogue they
1: say a lot with less yeah it's more visual there's
0: it's the jew the jewish people are after his money Yeah, yeah okay so that's that's the main dialogue is like when the jewish people are after him and he like starts getting stalked and stuff like that like that's Mm. about it yeah because he's he's looking he like found the number like the last numbers for pi or something yeah. like that and <clears throat> then he threw the paper away or something and the jews found it and we're like <gasps> and they needed it
1: so. yeah it, uh-huh. it's a strange movie it is
0: i, can dig it. I, it, I did it, watching it to kind of make my mind wander off it, it is
1: a
2: yeah. hard watch. Because it it's indie and indie is just kind of
1: long. And Like the first time you watch the movie, it is a very hard watch. I've
0: only watched it once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like I, said,
1: I watch it once every couple of years because I will literally run down the Aronofsky catalog that he's done. Because I, I'll give him fucking credit. Aside from Noah, I hate that fucking movie. It's fucking stupid. It, that he really hasn't made a bad film. Like you think about it. He goes from pie to this, which grants Ellen Bernstein uh, an Oscar non- nomination. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to The Fountain, which gets an Oscar nomination. Then it jumps to, I think the next film he did was The Wrestler mm. with Mickey Rourke. No. That's the
2: one that rebooted Mickey Rourke's.
1: Yeah. And that got Mickey Rourke his first and only Golden Globe Award. Wow. And he was also nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor in a Leading Role.
2: Dope, Mickey Rourke, man! To yep. think that that motherfucker, <laughs> right? But dude, I loved him in Sin City. He oh, was so he fucking was badass born in to Sin play City. Fucking Marv, he oh, was my born God. to play Marv mm-hmm. that black and white film, or that was like all comic booky and shit. And it like, no,
0: I'm never. I
2: watched it a billion times at the old house.
0: I think tomorrow I'm gonna just binge because I have. Tomorrow. You want to just watch
2: movies all day with me?
0: Yeah. Well, I want to. Oh, watch... I got to work
2: on your fucking car.
0: Haha, ha, that's yeah. on you. Ha. Well, I wanted to watch the movie and work on my diamond painting anyways, yeah, so okay. uh, I'll watch my movies. And then right now, Pulp Fiction is on. Oh, I've never that's, seen that's, that's it. A, you got
2: to watch fucking Pulp Fiction so, and Kill Bills.
0: I don't All know if that's Bills. on anything right we, now. I think
2: we own them. I think we have the Kill Bills here.
0: Oh, okay, God.
2: Okay. Like, one
1: of these days, I'll have to get get you guys set up with that. uh program i have i'm not gonna say it on here um but uh you definitely go through the tarantino <laughs> library like with his first movie reservoir dogs
2: so far i've good. heard of it but it, i've never seen it, it is yeah. so damn good the, the first album cover of afi's answer that stay fashionable that's from reservoir dogs they took like that same depiction mm-hmm. um where they're all just chilling in suits yeah yeah it's it's a very good movie it's badass. It, it's, I
0: have to have that album on my phone. <laughs> it has to be in my phone.
2: Yeah. Um. Um. So there's this one. So in regards to the score, um, I was just gonna talk about. Okay, that. Okay. Cool. Um. They kept. There was a very Halloween vibe that, like, when the something major in the story was happening, they played that same synthy fucking. Jam which at first I actually I, I like the jam. It's a good little jam. I
0: loved all the music though mm-hmm. in it too mm-hmm. because like it because every time it would switch scenes or whatever it would just switch music. Right. So yeah. then it would catch your attention again. Right. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of like ooh, kind of like it would be Sarah. Right. So it'd be kind of like down and low and yeah. then it would switch to um, I don't know what your letter's name is Harry Harry. It would switch to Harry and his friends. Yeah, selling and it'd be all upbeat rap music and Mm -hmm. stuff and you're like okay okay
1: yeah like we were talking about where Jennifer Connelly as Marion is the best actress and gives the best performance in this movie I think the score is the best character Mm -hmm. because it actually helps tell the story yeah in a very strong fucking way because every time that that synth score that you're talking about yeah the iconic one you know it's what you're witnessing is only going to amp up. The story's progressing. Yeah. It's kind of how and I took it. It's going to get intense really fucking quickly.
2: Yeah. Um, did you also notice that they all, like all of their stories progressed the same and they gradually like got worse and then they all, all hit rock bottom at, at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's real. You can hit rock bottom fucking, you know, in general.
0: And it's crazy because like, harry and his mom the last time that they talked it was it was good right yeah she was on her uppers and everything but then after that then she ended up in the hospital so did him Mm -hmm. they had no no idea what what, was going on with each other and that's so heartbreaking like he has no idea his mom's in the hospital because she went crazy and then
1: marion has no idea what's going on uh, with harry because she thinks that he's coming back it's, it it's a
2: yeah. fucking
1: <clears throat> gut wrenching The
0: fucking... elevator scene. So, mm. I've seen a lot of scenes and a lot of sounds from this movie, but I never known what movie it was. So the ele- so Harry and Sarah's relationship or not Sarah, uh Mar- Mary's their relationship is very uh ro- like romantic
2: It's romanticized Mm -hmm. like
0: online and social media. So, like, because nobody knows like the actual story, right? So, they're like, oh my God, we're going to make it so romantic. So, the elevator scene was very like dramatized by that and was like, very like, oh my God, (laughs) look how cute this couple is. But when you like, you watch the movie, no drugs during that, they're doing something awful, right? Mm, And so, it's like, okay, then that. And then, like, Whenever he's telling her, like when they're laying in bed and how he's like telling her how she's the most beautiful girl, that is also a sound I've heard. But it's like, okay, he's saying that, but then like, look at what he makes her do with the psychiatrist, right? Uh So it's like, oh my God, like, no, this, this on social media, it's very, oh, watch this movie, but it's
2: so love.
1: But Mm. no,
0: then you're going to watch it and you're like, oh my god, this is not what I expected yeah, that's what at all.
1: And that's a very good observation to make again because this movie is showing you how toxic drugs are and if you're on these drugs, you can end up in very toxic relationships.
0: And it shows you, right? It shows you, like, kind of the beginning of the relationship. They're going okay. Mm-hmm. And then it gets deep the down. The deeper into
1: their addiction, the deeper they go once they start to withdraw and shit.
0: And once uh, uh, Harry's friend, what's his name? Tyrone. Tyrone. Once Tyrone got locked up and they had to use all their money mm-hmm. from the yeah. dynamite. All of their money was gone, so it was like that kind of like was was a hole that was yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Like the scene where this is after they bail Tyrone out, and she's saying, "Well, I I need to push off. I need to push off." Um, And he's trying to convince her to wait till the morning, but she shoots up anyway. So he shoots up the following morning. They have none to use, and she's blaming him. Yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So how quickly it turns. It, it like I said, Aronofsky, and I would never remember the guy's name that wrote the book that this is based on. Um he plays the I think I mentioned it while we were watching it, the racist uh guard at the mm-hmm. end of the movie. Nice. Uh when he's cooking and shit, just bel- berating all the fucking inmates. I love
2: that that's the character he chose to fucking cameo as. <laughs> right. <But laughs> I want to be the racist fucking It amazes show. me. That that man wrote this story,
1: yeah. Like he's he maybe looked it's wild. He definitely he's batshit. Have mm. you read
0: the book? Yeah. So is the book a lot worse than the film? There's
1: a lot more in the book. Okay, a okay. lot more in the there book. There
0: was um there was actually like a few times where I was gonna purchase the book.
1: It's it's a good read.
0: Yeah, I gotta I gotta finish American Psycho. So because I haven't even watched the movie, so I got to finish the book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I wait till the wait till the end. I want to hear your feedback on the end. So I know it's
0: funny because I had to write a report for school. So basically my English teacher is like, find a book, read it. And I was like, okay. so I, I did American Psycho and we had to do reports on it. And then we had to do like a big project on it. So I just had my friend look up everything, like all the questions and write it down. So I didn't know.
2: Nice. Yeah. So
0: I basically didn't do that worksheet. I, yeah. She did it for me.
2: Oh, wow. Hey, you know, what I, <laughs> that's what we were taught in our schools it's more important to get an A than just to learn the shit. And if we can do that, then that's what we're going to do.
1: Oh, hell. If yeah. we did. America! I think I told you, like, the only time I actually read a book for a book report was uh, a sophomore English class. We had to do a full book report. Book had to be a minimum of 300 pages.
0: Okay.
1: Every 100 pages more the book was that you read, you get 10% extra credit on your report. So me being a smart guy that I am, I chose to read Stephen King's It,
2: which is
0: 1,200
2: pages. Yeah, it's like fucking this fast. I
1: literally turned in a piece of paper that had my name on it and said, this is my book report on Stephen King's It, period. (laughs) That was it. And I got a hundred percent on it. <laughs> nice.
0: Oh yeah. my God.
1: Because it was so fucking yeah. much extra shit.
0: <laughs> hey,
2: that's clever, man. Beat the system. Was, he
1: was uh, quizzing me. He was like, how do I know you actually read it? And I'm like, ask me a question. That's not in the movie. He's like, what's different from the movie? I'm like, the movie didn't have an orgy scene. He's like, okay, uh, you read it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn. Stephen King. Yeah. All that's what juicy like, on it.
0: Can- kimber told me about oh, that because i yeah. told her about alice in wonderland mm-hmm. like how like like deep down like what it's really about and yeah. everything like that and she was like oh that's how it is if you read it mm-hmm. if you read it there is a scene in there where you're like whoa oh. and i was like oh she's like yeah, it's between all the kids like, I was literally like, all
1: the boys have to have sex with the girl to get out of the grasp of Pennywise, it is wow. Weird. Yeah. wow. he
2: went fucking bonkers <laughs> yeah. on that one. All right, you know, Mr. <laughs> King, do your thing.
1: Uh, but that was also in his heavy drinking days when okay. he wrote that one.
0: Yeah, and the writer to Alice in Wonderland, he was just an old man on psychedel on mushrooms writing about a- the... Shit.
1: That's why the caterpillar is smoking these <laughs> shit. <laughs> the hookah. Yep. It's, it's not shisha in that It's like an opium. It is. Each,
0: yeah. each, each, uh, uh, all the characters are a different drug.
1: Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Oh, yeah. The yeah. white rabbit's very self explanatory.
2: Well, now that we're talking about Stephen King weirdness shit, right? I watched Children of the Corn, the first one. That's Stephen King. Yeah. And the monster at the end being a demon thing, but it was like a fucking cloud like thing. walks behind the room. And, and yeah. And, um, you know, just the fact that the, he was able to, like, make corn scary in a sense, because, like, the, all, the whole city was littered with it. These kids had taken over, you know, it like, fucking possessed their, like, it It overtook the car and all this other shit. Like, it was, Outlander, like, we yeah. have your woman. Dude, that little fucking redhead kid, um, Mordecai. Oh, Courtney Gaines, who plays uh, Mordecai. Um, he... He, I think he kind of took it, man. That guy was brutal. He the, was just like the a actor that
1: played hideous fucking,
2: ginger kid with a, a fucking giant butcher knife. It was tight. The actor who played fucking Isaac was amazing in that movie. Uh, the oh Isaac the the preaching kid. So okay, uh, I swear to God that that little kid was like one of those people who was like a forty year old dude stuck in like a ten year old's body because his facial structure and his acting and shit was like not he was, did not fit he, his body he,
1: type. He was a child when they shot. The okay, because
2: he was creepy weird. Kinda. And he returns in Children of the
1: Corn 666 Isaac's Return. He,
2: grown-ass man, is four foot eight. Okay, so so, I, so he was. He had some kind of something yeah. wrong with him. Okay. Yeah. Mm, I knew it. I could tell by his yeah. fucking body form. He was. Yeah, the first time <laughs> I saw it, I'm like, there's something wrong with that kid. Yeah. And then when I saw
1: when. Part six eventually came out. I'm like, oh, that explains why. Okay. Yeah, but
2: I mean, the corn crop or the corn crucifixion, if you will, <laughs> well, yeah, and, and the fucking corn Jesus stuff. And you have to take that a lot of that with a grain of salt or an ear of corn. There you go.
1: Um, because an hour and a half movie was based off a 30 page short story. Oh. It's okay. not a full
2: on book. So they but dude, they, they were to they stretched that motherfucker. There's like ten of those goddamn movies. Oh, there's more than that. Yeah. <laughs> dude. There's okay. a hell of a lot more than that. That's funny. Um but back to Requiem. Yeah. Tangent. Uh,
1: <laughs> that happens. Side stories. Right. <laughs>
2: Side quest. I accept the mission.
1: Besides the score, what I liked about the way the visuals were in this movie is the visuals make you as uncomfortable as the subject matter
2: does. Yeah, they do a great way to depict the awfulness and the horridness that you're watching mm-hmm. through the fucking the cinematography, how it's filmed, how it's cut and edited, the music. It's a great movie. It yeah, really is.
0: Definitely the first time watching it, though, like in the very beginning, whenever like uh, Harry and... Um, Tyrone Tyrone are like at the ice cream shop or whatever mm-hmm. at that and the cop sits down and he has that vision of just Still pulling it yeah and like that's very that's confusing at first right but then it happens again whenever uh, it's um Marion
2: stabs the motherfucker in the hand yep. yeah and mm-hmm. the mom's also starting to,
1: the only person he doesn't hallucinate he just has a vision of when he was a kid going to his mom saying, told you I'd make you proud someday. Yeah. That's yeah, the only that like, was rough. Vis- vision that Tyrone got. The other ones.
0: And then Tyrone and was looking at a picture of maybe his mother mm-hmm. when it was raining outside or mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. And it was very like he had something with his mom. That yeah. was for sure. Like,
1: Well, he he's always been searching for his mom's approval. Is what they're getting across that with okay. that. And he thinks by becoming a selling a lot of drugs, becoming super rich, you'll get him that approval. And unfortunately, that's not the way fucking life
2: works. Right. But think of how common that is amongst humans, well, right? Yeah. Amongst the fucking people that you know. We all strive for our fucking parents' approval. It's like a human goddamn thing. If you're religious, I mean, I imagine that all people strive to be better for God and shit, right? I mean, it's just the human fucking struggle of existence. Yeah. You know? You go to the ends of the earth, including fucking drugs and all that other jazz, just because you think in your mind that if you have money and you're quote-unquote successful or whatever you think that your parents yeah. going to believe to be successful, that's the dream. You know what I mean? This movie's fucking deep. It's got a lot of just, like, oh, yeah. shit in it that's just, like... Uh, and I'm happy that Aronofsky chose this
1: novel to fucking turn into a fucking movie. Yeah, yeah it, he
0: did awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: And I honestly can't see any other director in Hollywood who would have been able to make this movie. Honestly, I don't think anyone could have.
2: Tarantino. <laughs> but it wouldn't have been the same. Like, obviously no gore or nothing, but like all artsy and shit and bonkers. Yeah, maybe you're right. It wouldn't have the same, because Tarantino
1: has a completely different feel to his movies.
2: And yeah, this is less dialogue and he's more dialogue-y. I love
1: Tarantino,
2: but he doesn't have the same visual style as Aronofsky does. Yeah, that's fair. And maybe I need to see more Aronofsky's shit so I can have more reference points. Oh, definitely check uh you you might have seen it, uh Black Swan.
0: Oh, my god i can talk about black black swan all day long black swan was the was an amazing
1: yeah
0: And it's
1: also a it there's a lot of similarities of that movie to fucking requiem yeah there's a lot of similarities in there
0: yeah i remember my mom like when i was younger she went on a flight and it She watched it on the flight, and I remember her watching it when she came home because she didn't finish it, and I watched, like, the last scene when she's, like, bleeding and everything, and the makeup, like, the... Yeah. Oh, my God. When I first watched it, I watched it on Tubi, Tubi. Tubi. And it had ads. So I, it literally, that movie had me on the edge of my yeah. bed. <laughs> because like, it was cutting to uh, fucking
2: ads. And you're like, no, fuck, I, I want to see I it. I, like,
0: needed to see it so bad. So then I bought the movie because I was like, this film yeah. is so great. And it's a yep. long film, too. Yeah, and it's
1: fucking uh, lengthy. And once again, yeah. it goes to show you that Aronofsky is a great filmmaker and gets get. Has the ability to get great performances out of his actors mm. because that movie also I think Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman both were nominated for Oscars for that film. Yeah, Mila that's a good point.
0: Kunis like even though she like had like a little part, she yeah, was it's not a massive still, part. She still did Powerful an amazing role job. with what she did. Yeah. Oh, what she had. oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, like when they first like hung out for the first time. Oh yeah, there was on a girl and girl scene because yeah. they took Molly.
1: Oh, yeah. shit. And yeah. it's
0: crazy because they're ballerinas, right? But she's the she's the bad ballerina. Oh,
1: she's word. kind of the antagonist of the yeah. film. Okay. To a so point. Mila yeah, Curtis can...
0: is like all bad and stuff word. like that. And so then she gives her Molly, and then they go back to her um, apartment where she lives with her mom. Uh, you said Natalie Portman?
1: Well, Natalie Portman is yeah. the, the main character. The, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't remember what her name is. Their names. Uh, honestly, I don't. Yeah. It's been so long but since I watched did. Black
1: Swan, but yeah, that, that might, an might actually be an another one to add to the list. <laughs> Just yeah, that. You have
2: um, seen it, huh? Basketball Diaries. I want to watch oh, that yeah, shit too. That's a good one. You would like Basketball I Diaries? I have seen it's it sad. because yeah, oh,
0: it's sad. Yeah.
2: Well, no, it's sad because it's fucked up because people ruin their lives for drugs again. Yeah, That's another it's, one of these. Yeah. It's just like Requiem. Okay. But it's got, uh, what's Leonardo his ass? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. <laughs> a young ass one, though, because oh, okay. they're kids and same thing. They do what they got to do to fucking find their shit. The only okay. movie I've actually liked Leonardo
1: DiCaprio in, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Um, yeah. He was super young back then, too. Yeah. Him and Johnny Depp. Yeah. That was a great movie. And like people said he played it over the top. I'm like, no,
2: no, he did. He didn't go full retard, dude. He definitely didn't
1: come across as Leonardo DiCaprio, mm. but like when he transformed into Arnie, like his performance in that was fucking amazing. Yeah, it's that's a
2: heart wrenching fucking movie. It is. I I liked it quite a bit though. That's one where they have to fucking like lift the mom out of the house, right? Yeah, At the end,
1: and, and she, that lady was legit that big.
2: Oh no way! That wasn't it, like makeup. No, they made that. That movie was specifically... Oh, man. That means there was a casting for that. No, it was written for her. Oh. Kind of like how I feel Joker was written for Joaquin. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, that's how he fucking does perceive the world, man. Yeah.
1: That lady was legit that big. And I don't think she's no longer with us, unfortunately.
2: Uh, I can imagine that, you know, when you're in that tip-top of kind of (coughs) health, you know, you you don't have much of a long life. (laughs) Um.
1: Oh, the Big Tim character, who you think is Little John. Uh, Keith David is brilliant in everything he fucking does.
2: He does, man. He kills it in all of his performances. Everything he fucking does. He's the president of Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. Um, he's the president in Rick and Morty I mean you know he's the like even going back to the
1: fucking Charlie Sheen Emilio Estevez movie uh, Men at Work
2: uh, yeah
1: <laughs> it All looks right. like somebody threw away a perfectly good white boy <laughs> <laughs> but he is fucking <coughs> cr- like creepy as fuck in this movie
2: yeah but the way they film creeper. him you know what I mean? too the close-ups on his like face and his well, teeth I like and that. shit. Everything's
1: yeah. like right up in the mm-hmm. grill. Yeah. Everything's
2: right up in the face because it adds to the menacing, right? Just the the evilness and the you know the devilish. So that this character. L- let's
1: is. go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. This the orgy at the end of the movie that Marion subjects herself to for drugs. That but,
0: part is very like gut-wrenching
2: I feel like yeah it is it's heartbreaking as fuck
1: what what makes that scene so hard for me to watch is Jennifer Connolly's performance you can absolutely tell that she does not want to be there but she wants drugs so bad that she is willing to subject herself to this shit
0: and it's just like all the men that are there, and they're all wearing tuxes. Oh yeah, and like, it's
1: all fucking high end. Yeah, businessmen. and it's
0: just like, oh my god, and she she doesn't want to be there, but then the other girl, she's being so crazy, and the other girl, she's from uh, Party Monster yep. and from Orange's New Black, mm-hmm. which I recognize her from. But yeah, yeah.
1: because what? Now, the, the fact that you recognize it was like high-end high-class billionaire millionaires it kind of goes to that fucking if you don't know if you ever saw hostile. hostel i saw hostile. hostel yeah it goes back to that trait that there's nothing that if you're rich enough there's nothing that money cannot
2: buy yeah
1: you can pay for anything and in this case they want to pay to watch two girls go ass to ass with a huge double-ended dildo and the first time i saw this movie i because my buddy introduced it to me and we saw it in the theater. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. Like I said, I didn't know what to say after it. When I bought it on DVD, that dildo scene was not in the fucking theatrical. Obviously. They would not have been able to show that in an R-rated movie. Oh, good. oh yeah. They really wouldn't
2: have been, huh? No. When you see yeah, mm-hmm. it
1: fully inserted and shit, mm-hmm. like, that shocked me. The, and it takes a lot to shock me <laughs>
2: it broke my heart man just because of oh, yeah the she, it's she, fucking heart-wrenching yeah, that's what she succumbed herself to do you know what i mean and she's you know and just like hey are you coming home like that like that the whole hey can you come home right yeah. now thing and he's just there and then we all know he's not getting out like that should just fucking well because he's in
0: the hospital and then all of a sudden he's getting locked up right yeah, yeah. so as then, then it's just like the, yeah
2: out of that hospital he's going right back to prison mm-hmm um so, well i mean last time you kind of mentioned the makeup and some of this shit. the shit that you can you can see the girl's makeup progress mm-hmm. or degress really in the you, her, her yeah she starts getting darker bags under mm-hmm. her eyes well, well, yeah
0: i see what i see is in the beginning when they first start dating she has like more brighter eyeshadow like more on the white side mm-hmm. and then when she starts getting when she goes to this like the like dates She's wearing a black choker. She's wearing dark red lipstick. She's wearing black smoky eye. Like Mm. that shows you darkness, right? That shows Mm. you like, okay, like, okay. And then like there's grayness. Like towards the end, it's just all on the black like shades. Her
2: soul comes out. Yeah. Yeah, now (laughs) she sold it. Pretty much. They all did. Mm Mm-hmm. And the, the mother inadvertently didn't do it on purpose, but she absolutely... And you know what, though? I was thinking about this when we were talking about it earlier. If the, ones, the one lady's daughter took it, did she go over the deep end? Did she go fucking bonkers? Obviously, don't tell that, but it's like, you know, maybe see, she's I, hiding the secret, too. See,
1: I think the Sarah character, she started going bananas because she started mixing dosage... And overtaking it.
0: And not eating and right not at eating all, right? On yeah. top of it.
2: Because all she ate well, was just the pills. And yeah.
0: when you're talking about makeup, when you look at Sarah's character, she's not wearing any makeup. They're only adding moisturizer to her to make her look sweaty. And they're only mm. doing stuff to her hair. It's her hair that speaks so much. And that's why I look yep. at hair and makeup so <sighs> yep. much, is because that speaks so much. Her hair, when it just shows her all like strained out and everything and all sweaty and her hair is all crazy. Yeah. That's, that's and no like, makeup to that. And Like
1: the ending of it, it's a, a good subjective to that because she's always talking about how she was proud of her, proud of her hair, loved her red hair. She'll look beautiful. My red hair will look beautiful in my red dress. Mm-hmm. And when her friends come to see her at the end, they've cut all her hair off.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've totally forget about that part. Cause that part, She's so scary. Like it is oh, yeah, definitely she creepy. Looks
1: like a fucking walking zombie. Yeah, she's
0: definitely terrifying looking in that hair. Well,
2: well think about that. They're, they're too. frying her brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. how many how many crazy people have we seen in the streets, right? Who are like having those same conversations? Who who you're like, dude, this person's fucking off the rocker. But then when they tell this story, she was just a regular, last fucking someone's mom. Yeah. And then she started taking these pills, or whatever. And you know what? Also was was the phone call, that was real, or was the, was that... The, the phone call was real. Okay. I, well, she well, got an
0: envelope, because she got she a She did, right,
2: but then, like, what happened? When she went to the thing, they didn't know who she was, but the lady was using her name unless she had told them. You know what I mean? Like,
1: okay. Well, you heard what they said, is, Ms. Goldfarb, it could take a
2: long time to get a call from a game show. Right, but I figured he was just saying that to commerce you know, just to fucking... No, the phone call was legit.
1: The phone call was legit. Okay. Now, whether or not she went to the right agency... That's fair. ...in her state of hallucination is another story. But the phone call was real. Um, The one thing I thought that was really strange about this movie and still fucking do is the implement of that fucking tabby. (laughs) Fucking Shooter McGavin's... TV show that she's always watching.
2: Oh, no, that helps tell. I feel like this, you know.
0: At the end, it sh- At the
2: end, it yeah. did. Yeah. Oh.
0: But in the very beginning, it doesn't really show you that he's talking about being on a diet and being...
1: Yeah, all Towards they say protein is, this and stuff like This makes people that. go crazy, yeah. you know, yeah. all, over and over again. Because Ju- all it's talking about is juice for Sarah, juice for Sarah and shit like that, juice for Tabby. It's weird. Yeah, and they never really explain what juice for Tabby is, but maybe it's, well, huh? juice is kind of a drug, steroids. <laughs> like, there's so much crap that can be under, like, undertones in this movie that we probably haven't even seen yet. Um, I would actually like to talk with fucking, I would love to have a chat with Aronofsky. <laughs> Just ask him w- everything that people missed in this movie that you yeah. put in
2: there. How were you able to depict the fucking insanity of that drug use without being a user yourself? You know what I mean? Cause that, that shit is chaos. I mean, spun, I feel is like another pretty good depiction like that, where they, they hit it. Oh, they yeah. snort it. They're Train people's Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Drain spotting a good one. Yeah, Snatch, I feel like too. They did that a mm-hmm. bunch. um But again, that's Guy Ritchie. I yeah. like Snatch. yeah Snatch is bitching. There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, uh, lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, rock and Roll. Fuck yeah. Fucking Sherlock Holmes. I have Holmes. Rock
0: and Roll. And I
2: forgot he did Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> he did. Mm-hmm. And he did a good Such job. Such a
1: weird I change mean, of direction.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, again, if we want to get weirdness, look at. Motherfucker that did Dead Alive and Goddamn Lord of the yeah, Rings, yeah. right? So, yeah, diversity is real. It's, but I guess this it's is true. This is true. Yeah. Uh,
1: <clears throat> would you like to see Aronofsky make another film like this? On this subject matter in particular.
0: Is it going to be as good as this?
1: If he did one as fentanyl? That's a good question. I don't know. I would because, love to see like, him
0: like, part twos are always butthole.
2: Yeah, that's well, fair. I'm not saying make it a part two. No,
0: that's what I mean. Yeah. But like, they did still. make a
2: sequel, though, didn't they? Didn't someone else do a, a Requiem for a Dream 2? Um, no. no, 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 no. You no. can't do that with Aronofsky's shit. They're like, don't you fucking touch but it. I don't know who would. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, but who people, could beat it, right? But people always do a fucking you know round two. Yeah, like, but this isn't one of those
1: movies I ever could see someone wanted to do a direct sequel to. Fair. If they ever made a Requiem for a Dream 2 it'd be like cruel intentions to completely different characters same similar story
2: or even just three extra stories with different drugs that's what I'm yeah Yeah. that's Mm -hmm. pretty
1: much what it would have to be Mm -hmm.
2: so I mean if he was trying to do that for drug awareness kind of shit you know well this would be a good movie to show kids for drug awareness yeah why not (laughs) to do them and that's, I think, you know, why I wasn't so afraid to fucking show you, like, all the films that I did because I was like, look, this is as real as you can get from an artist depiction, and artists are haunted souls. Oh, fuck and yeah. And they go, you know, a lot of them are druggies than themselves. So, like, they all fucking struggle with existing. And, yeah, I think I was like, yeah, you got to see this.
0: <laughs> no, yeah.
1: Well, like you film. said it,
2: that it, it's
1: a... It, the first thing you said after we watched this movie was
2: how you do not have the same feelings about this movie now that you did then? Agreed. Again, I was expecting to be equally as upset as I was the last time I saw it, but my, I'm in a different state of mind now. Mm. It's a different... You're probably a different kind of upset now, um, watching it. Uh, I... I don't know.
1: I Maybe not upset, but you see... I know I... For me, I see the tragedy and the pain a lot more now Mm -hmm. than I did when I first saw the movie. That's fair. Okay. Um, Because, like I said, when I saw this movie, fuck, it was 2000. I was 2081, do math. (laughs) Science. 20, somewhere around there. Um. as a young fucking kid well not young early early adult you look at things differently you brush shit off you know like, fuck it i was smoking a lot more weed then than i do now and mm-hmm. i just thought like laughing at the movie ah, at some points but then when the ending comes it's like okay now i don't know what the fuck to think yeah. uh, now i look at the movie and it just makes me fucking depressed
2: <laughs> yeah the thing that just stood out the most to me, and I think I'd already said it earlier, was just how much they they paralleled how just the the big pharma drug scene is no more different than well, the fucking yeah, street yeah, yeah, drug yeah. scene, and that's yeah. what I took the most from it. And I because I never caught that before, I never caught that. I I what I respect most about this movie is that fact that it does do that. I was too involved in the love scene and shit, you know, just the relationship yeah. and just like having that heart like what having your chick do that. What hurts me the
1: most watching this movie now is seeing the relationships that are destroyed by drugs. Yeah. In the all aspects. Mother-son relationship, boyfriend-girlfriend
2: relationship, best friend relationship. Mm-hmm. It, self-relationship how she sold her soul for drugs i mean that in itself you lose all respect for yourself and he
0: lost an arm because he wanted he wanted to keep shooting up and he shot up that's the start of it right because like not too far into the movie it already shows you that little bump that's Mm -hmm. on his arm right Mm -hmm. and then from there on it just gets worse and worse Mm -hmm. right but that's because he doesn't do anything about it. He waits until it gets awful, but he's still shooting it up. Unfortunately,
1: that's what fucking junkies do. I hate to say that, but I've unfortunately been around a lot of them, and feel- that's how they fucking act.
2: Yeah, but I feel like more of them die before they lose limbs. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, all the ones that I've lost from heroin is like- I was going to say, like we lost six in within a year of each
1: other and. All they cared about was that one last fucking rush.
2: Yeah, it's usually, uh, hey, I'm going to sneak away and sober up. Okay, they go to rehab, and then they sneak out of rehab to hit again, and then that's what usually – the majority of my friends that died from it, that was how they died, was in rehab. So, like, I when
1: I was told my brother, he's like, this will be the last time, this will be the last time. And I told him, like, only time it'll be your last time is when it is your last time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Luckily, he went to prison, and – They make you sober up and then, well, you can get shit on the inside, but. But but he realized, I do not want to be back here again and I do
1: not want to be dead. I don't want to be on the streets.
2: Mm -hmm. So he's been,
1: when I say sober, off drugs. He has a couple beers in here and there
2: now. That's fair. But But he's he's kicked all the fucking drugs. Yeah, he's making a choice to not go back, right? And I think that's what it is, is you got two choices when you put yourself in these kind of situations. You can learn from them. You know and be like okay i don't want to do this shit again or you don't you go back and then you know we all i've, I've been back a bunch of times but then i was like finally like nah, dude i'm i'm done done this time yeah it's
1: what somebody should have told the characters in this movie is because i'm assuming because they talk about it like well tyrone and harry see that fucking dude get thrown in the fucking dumpster the trash can um so they had to have lost friends to this shit yeah they had to have what point in time do you have to look is like how many of your friends have to die
2: before you realize this isn't worth it well that's one thing i realized too being a drug dealer is like you you realize you are a merchant of death you you know what i mean when you're selling drugs and shit because you're rolling the dice just as much as they are when you're doing it with them that's why when i sold Uh, fucking drug i
1: never sold anything but weed yeah had the opportunities to go bigger I'm like no I don't want to touch that shit yeah don't want anything to do that's dirty business
2: but again yeah. you see you see the things that people for money right it's yeah it was money was still the root of all the cause I and mean, they're throwing monies at the girls like at the end you know what mm-hmm. I mean um and she's not even doing it for money she's doing it for drugs yeah and to
1: slowly start wrapping this up a little bit um I I don't know what the moral of the story. I, I know what the moral of the story would be, but don't know how to put it in the words. What would you
2: think? Because they don't really show how how the kids got into the drugs, or like how it was like appealing to them. Oh well, except the only thing that was appealing to them was the money aspect of it. Right? It's like we can we can make a bunch of money. Yeah, doing for this. the three
1: of them, it was
2: all about the money. Yeah, they were already and into for
1: it. her, it was all about the, the, the dress to lose weight, mm-hmm. to be seen and loved by everybody on TV. Okay. So they all did it for selfish reasons. Everything was all about selfish reasons, the way I look. Well, yeah. addiction is all about selfish reasons.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. self-medication, what's they call yeah. it. I I guess that looking for acceptance or, or looking to be seen from like an outside, you know, outside looking in Mm -hmm. that people go to these extremes to try to live up to these expectations that society has fucking put on us in some way, or just, (laughs) Oh, I can get a a acceptance approval from my parents or my mom or Hey, Hey mom, I just, I'm sorry for selling all your shit, but I bought you a new TV to say sorry for selling drugs, you know? And then, yeah, I don't know. Don't do drugs kids. Right.
1: Uh That's, Pretty much the biggest message this movie could fucking say. Um, so slowly wrapping up here. Uh, next week. Ooh. Next week, it's going to be an interesting one, folks.
2: <laughs> yeah, hopefully we've got all the people that we're <laughs> yeah. expecting to show up. Show oh, that'll up. be a fun one to yeah. have. There's five th- of more, these motherfuckers.
1: Yeah, if we have mo- like two more voices, I just found another be mic. a very interesting conversation. Yes,
0: yeah. it
2: will yeah. for such a short film. <laughs> neither of the other people, if they show up, um, have seen the film. And it's going to be – this is one of those movies that is for sure – Like, if you've never fucking seen it, and then you see it, kind of like the role that we've been on lately, but this one is like, what the fuck did I just watch again? Yeah. (laughs)
0: Like, when I I first bought it, I was really like, did I buy the right movie? Like, did I just get the case to the movie or something? I didn't think I got the actual movie.
1: So the movie we're talking about and the movie we're going to be covering next week is Gummo. <laughs> it's It's been a hot minute since I've watched that movie. Yeah? Uh, oh, yeah. Good. Over fucking six years. <clears throat> Whale over six years. So I'm looking forward to watching it again and having it. It's going to be a very unique conversation. I know it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's been maybe at least one a little over a year since I since we watched it last.
0: Yeah, most likely same with me. Probably, mm-hmm. I'm
2: not sure. So we'll all be going into this with well,
1: two people with fresh, fresh eyes, three people with refreshed
2: eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oof. Um, you know, as always, I want to say thank y'all for listening. Uh, go watch some movies. Watch some horror films, comedies, dramas. I don't give a fuck. Go watch some movies. Tell people about them. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Later, y'all.
0: Yeah, talk with y'all later.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you all for listening and tuning in to episode 20. And I, I do appreciate all the listens and downloads. 20 episodes were almost to a thousand. I know that doesn't sound a lot compared to like Joe it's Rogan. It's a big deal to us, though. It's thank a you big guys. Deal to thank us you we're so have much. Very limited fucking marketing is just literally facebook and twitter right yeah, now. Yeah, hopefully
2: I'll be throwing out some uh, instagram ads and shit here coming up soon but with some shit. It's
1: reaching people and this is the part I think is hilarious. We even have listeners overseas. Fuck, well, yes. <laughs> I'm into like, that. It's hilarious when I see look at the analytics and see where we're being listened to at. Hell um, yeah, y'all got good taste. So, <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you for listening and uh, tune in next week and as always, till next time, kiddies. Thank you for listening to this
0: The Movie Pit Movie Review. We hope you have enjoyed your
1: time. Come back to The Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast.
0: Produced by Ryan Booser Johnson and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the views of RMJ Media, Incorporated.
2: See you next week.